Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we had been discussing chapter 17, Sraddha Traya Vibhaga Yoga, Yoga of Threefold Sraddha. We are literally coming to the end of Bhagavad Gita, and the next chapter 18 will be more a summary of what we have learned so far. In the first six chapters, we learned about ourselves as a limited egos, conditioned consciousness, and then we learned about that supreme unconditioned consciousness in next set of chapters from 7 through 12. And having learned both, the last segment starting from chapter 13, we had been seeing how to apply this knowledge about myself as in conditioned consciousness and my relationship with that unconditioned consciousness, the Supreme Being. The analogy we constantly used is the conditioned space is room space, universal space outside, unconditioned, without any conditioning. What is the relationship between these two and how do I make that connection is the theme of the last six chapters. So chapter 13 we learned about how to differentiate between the field and its knower. If I'm aware of something, that's not me. It is something other than me. I'm aware of my body, Body is not me, it's something other than me, it is my possession. One who is aware of this body is who I am. That's the basically theme of the 13th chapter. Chapter 14 onward we picked up the theme of Gunatraya Vibhaga, the three gunas of Maya, the prakriti which we live in, which we are part of, has three inherent qualities which are called three gunas. So we started talking about three gunas in chapter 14. And there we have learned sattva gives you prakasha, knowledge. Rajas creates lobha, greed, and in the end dukkha. And tamas creates ignorance, heedlessness. So these are the three outcome of the three moods of my mind. There you see the result of good actions is purity, result of rajasic actions is loba and dukkha, and tamasic action is ignorance. This theme is picked up again in chapter 17. Between that we have learned about chapter 15, we went back and talked about Purushottam Yoga, the great Purusha who is beyond the knower of the field. Then last chapter, which was really very important chapter for us, told us what is my real estate, not real estate, my real possession. The only thing you carry with you from one state of existence to another are your tendencies. The only thing will come with you. 
everything else will remain here with the prakriti because it belonged to prakriti i borrowed from the prakriti i have to give it back to the prakriti including this body it's like a hotel room when you checked in for that night there was your hotel room and you were very proud i tell this story all the time there one time i was uh, in las vegas we were designing a hotel in las vegas my boss myself and our client were supposed to meet in a hotel so we all were late we checked in late about like midnight we checked in and the hotel made a mistake so i had the largest suite my boss had a the average suite and our client was supposed to have that suite had a regular room so my boss calls me up and says neil guess what my room looks like we have a suite that the mark you come upstairs and see what my room looks like you know? <laughs> so we were both were very proud that we had a great suite so we must have gone to bed at like 1 o'clock or so we had a meeting at 9 o'clock in the morning so get up early get ready be prepared and out but for those 5 hours that was my room he said how did you end up in such a big room i said i don't know they just put me but that creates a sense of all well, this is mine for that period of time once you checked out it's all gone so bhagwan said everything which you acquire from this prakriti is borrowed you will give it back to it what comes with you are your tendencies with this experience the impression that experience creates on your mind that will come with you so next time i went to las vegas and they gave me a regular room i was not really very happy because i used to have that huge suite that impression is now creating tendency that if you really want to enjoy hotel room this is the regular room rather than cut it those tendencies will create your mental makeup and bhagwan said they can be defined into two types of tendencies divine and devilish words are probably chosen for a greatest impact so when there's a devilish tendencies you are afraid of them They're basically positive and negative tendencies just like in my investment portfolio there are some good investment and there are some not so good investments just bringing the portfolio down so bhagwan said you are carrying this tendencies is your estate from one state of existence to another and the cause for those negative tendencies are kama krodha in a lobe these are the three gates to hell and therefore you should avoid them there was a simple and advice we got from last time that avoid all those investment which is bringing your portfolio down keep your investment in a manner that it multiplies so the good tendencies are the ones which liberate you from your limitations that makes me suffer are my limitations i'm not tall enough i'm not powerful enough i'm not rich enough these are my limitations i imposed on me by comparing with others if i was the only person on this planet am i a tall person or a short person i am who i am because there is no comparison but i compare myself with others and then decide whether i'm a tall or short i'm rich or poor i'm powerful or not powerful you should avoid 
tendencies which bind you to this limitations so rajasic tendencies tamasic tendencies bind you to this prakriti a finite world sattvic tendency will liberate you from this bondage of limitations because you will identify with the supreme just the space can continue thinking that i am a limited space some space guru comes and tells the space you are not room space you are the universal space you are always here you were here before the building was built you'll be here now you'll be here after the building will be destroyed you will merge with the supreme space which is your real nature so bhagwan said that's the quest of your life and therefore in the end he said follow the guidance in the scriptures and therefore arjuna start the chapter by saying but what happens if one never had any opportunity to learn from shastra and bhagwan said even those people will have shraddha some type of conviction where my ultimate happiness lies and they will follow those pursuits based on their tendencies so the tendencies which i have created and i'm carrying with me will create my faith and then i'll pursue that faith in all aspects of my life so we have seen in this chapter that the liking for what i take from this world ahara what i i consume from this world will depend on my tendencies my liking will be sattvic if my tendencies are sattvic my liking will be rajasic my tendency rajasic and tamasic and we have learned in chapter 14 the result of all that which is sattvic is knowledge purity and prakash and rajasic in the end is dukkha and tamasic is nothing but ignorance so bhagwan said that you must understand the and then continue to evolve yourself from tamasic to sattvic that you will have knowledge then we have said that there are various things we do to make ourselves worthy of happiness and that is yagna tapa and dana so we do this thing because we think this will give us happiness this will liberate us from our limitations and sorrows therefore you do satyanarayan katha because after satyanarayan katha bhagwan will bless you and say don't live without prasad the last time i was telling somebody living this class before doing santi part is like living satyanarayan katha without taking a prasad if you don't enjoy the fruits of your pursuits obviously that pursuit was of no value therefore after satyanarayan katha you have to have prasad so bhagwan said that you are doing all these things to get happiness and therefore you should evolve from tamasic to sattvic and then we come to the end of this chapter where we are now have this doubt that all my life i did not know this so i basically worked in my rajasic and tamasic mode little sattva but more rajas and tamas so what happens to me now how should i change overnight from the rajasic and tamasic to sattvic so the verse says there is a escape hatch om tat sat iti nirdesah brahmanah trividha smrutah brahman 
the supreme consciousness, the supreme self, which we had been talking about, is indicated by threefold indication. Trividasmata. I have remembered by three indications. Om, Tat, and Sat. These are the three indications. Om is one, Tat is one, and Sat is one. Brahmanaha tena vedascha yagnascha vihitaha puraha. All the Brahmanas, the Vedas and Yagnas are created from these three indications. The one who is indicated by these three is the source of all things and beings, all the activities. Therefore, Brahmana, Veda and Yagna basically put together all that we know and have accomplished as human beings in this world is indicated here. These three are indicative of the Supreme Self. Mandokya Upanishad describes what Om is. Om is described in various ways by various Vedantic scholars, but Mandokya Upanishad describes that as Om which indicates the Supreme Reality has four aspects. A indicates the waking world. The world which I experience in my waking state is indicated by A. O indicates my dream world and Ma indicates my deep sleep state. The fourth aspect of it is silence. So when we chant Om, between two Om when I chant, there is a silence in between. That silence is the fourth part of the supreme reality that is beyond time and space. That is beyond A, O, and Ma, which is beyond waking, dream, and deep sleep. Om is also described as creation, sustenance, and destruction. A, and the sound generates in your throat, indicates creation. U lingers in your mouth, indicates sustenance. And Ma closes your mouth indicates destruction. So Om is the indication of the supreme consciousness which is ever existing. So therefore he said that this when you understand and devote yourself to that Om then all your actions will be purified. Then he said Tat. Tat comes from Chandogya Upanishad in Samaveda. Chandogya Upanishad said that Dawar, Tattvamasi, we have been talking about the Gita in elaboration on Tattvamasi. Tvam is the first six chapters, Tat is the next six chapters, and Asi is the last six chapters. So, in our scriptures, it describes that goal which you are trying to achieve for your ultimate happiness is the Supreme Consciousness. And Sat comes from the nature of the reality, Sat-Chitananda. So what is the nature of the Supreme Consciousness? He said it is Sat-Chitananda. Sat is ever-existing. Sat also is considered truth. Truth which remains constant in all three periods of time, past, present, and future. If something was true yesterday, but it's not true today, it's not truth. It's a relative truth. So the Sat indicates that ultimate reality which remains constant all the time. So this verse says there are three indicators of this supreme self 
supreme consciousness, which is your own self. And how to use that, the next three verses say, Tasmat Om Iti Udahrutya Yagna Dana Tapah Kriyaha Pravartamte Vidan Uktaha Satatam Brahmavadinam Brahmavadinam If you are the seeker of Brahman, and as we have discussed before, knowingly or unknowingly, we are all seeking the same goal. We want to be liberated from our limitations. We all want to be continuously happy. There is never a time where I'll be okay with unhappiness. So we're all Brahmavadi from that point. We're all seeking that state where there is no unhappiness. Since so those Brahmavadis will start any actions such as Yagna, Dana, and Tapa by uttering Om. So therefore, when we start our class also, we start with Om, we end with Om. Om is to connect my mind before it's, it's like the Sankalpa Vakya. A Sankalpa in my mind, that whatever I'm doing is for Om. For achieving that highest goal where there is no unhappiness for me. So therefore, when I'm doing Yagna, I'm doing dana or tapas because we are doing all this for achieving one thing and one thing alone ultimate happiness he say utter om that intention will purify your actions my actions may not be perfect but the results are influenced by my intentions two people doing the same thing one with a good intention will get a better results than the one who does not have great good intention. So one said, you change your attitude that everything is done selflessly, not for me. This idea of I'm doing it for me is binding me to this prakriti, binding me to the limitation. Idea of me doing it for him will liberate me from this prakriti. So therefore Bhagavan said, Tasmat Om Iti Yudahritya Yagna Dana Tapakriyaha Pravartante Vidan Uktaha Brahmavadina. Those who are Brahmavadi should start all activities by uttering word Om. When the Tat should be used, Tat Iti An Abhisandhaya Falam Yagna Tapakriyaha. Dana kriyascha vividaha kriyate moksha kangsi bihe. Again, moksha, liberation. I am seeking liberation from what? So we typically say, I'm not interested in moksha. I'm okay the way I am. Who knows what happens afterward? Let's enjoy now. No, you are seeking moksha every minute of your life. We are seeking liberation from our sorrows and unhappiness all the time. That's my desire for moksha. But he said this desire is still not wedded to the right understanding what will give me happiness. Therefore, I'm falling back into I desire happiness, but I have, I have falsely attributed my happiness to acquiring things from the prakriti and then feel good about it. That's where I get bound to this prakriti more and more. And rather than liberating myself from the prakriti, 
which includes my body, mind and intellect, as we have seen, is part of the prakriti. We learned in chapter 13, all that I do is part of this prakriti and not part of the purusha. So Bhagavan said that those who are moksha kangshibi, who is consciously seeking liberation from the limitations, tad iti anabhisandhaya falam yagna tapakriyaha dana kriyasya vivida kriyante moksha kangshibi. Without aiming at the fruits, thinking about that, that I am doing it for that, that supreme consciousness, not to gain any fruit out of this world, for me, is the attitude one should have while acting in this world. We have learned that yagnarthat karmano anyatra lokoyam karma bandhanaha. Any action performed other than for yagna is binding in this world. Binding in a sense, you will be bound by the cause and effect bound by the results. But once I am saying that I am not doing it for me, then those actions are not binding. So Bhagavan said here that, so now you start your actions which uttering Om, remembering the Supreme Consciousness, and then perform your actions by saying, I am doing it for that, that ultimate goal that I have, to get that ultimate happiness. I'm not doing anything to get a particular result out of these actions. And he said, that you do that for yagna, tapaha, kriya, dana, or the vivida, kriyante, moksha, kangsibe. So basically we got the two pointers, that you start everything with that goal in mind, that my ultimate self is the supreme self, which has no limitations, and my goal is to attain that, and I'll do everything without any expectations of what the results will be of my actions. And Bhagavan said, all your actions will be purified, no matter what your mental makeup is at the time of your actions. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschid Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Hiyo